Rammies. We have some breaking news. Yes. Good evening, Rammies. Um, before we start this week's episode, we would like to quickly have a PSA for a very controversial comment I made in last week's episode. It might have been one of the most controversial comments. I felt like I was getting harassed. I think you were. Bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, I questioned my relationships. With the ones that were closest to you. <laughs> And that's why I would just like to say, and, um, wait, hold on. <laughs> okay. That's why I would just like to explain myself of the comment I made when I said that I used to DM celebrities. Yes. I meant no harm and I'm sorry for everyone that took such offense. I would like to... Um, I'd like to say that it was really only a few times, a handful of times, of course, maybe five to seven years ago, where I would DM some of the housewives of, of OC, New York, and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And I think I DM'd like maybe another reality star, <laughs> but ever, like no actual celebrities, like people that would respond mm-hmm. and that you can engage with and they want you to engage with. Right. And I think a lot of the feedback that you got was that it was losery. And for all of you who said that, I invite you to choose something losery, lean in, do it, and enjoy. And like, don't make a habit out of it. It's about <laughs> consistency, right? That's what you Sporadically. Said. Sporadically. Mm-hmm. But if you have a little inkling to just do something that you're like, this is sickening that I'm doing it, do it. Just do it. Do it. And um, we're not ashamed. No, we're not. It's not ashamed. So. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Go forth and be nice to one another. Now, for this week's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to Right Answers Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class, but really, really wanted to. Really did. My name is Tess Palomo. My name's Claire Donald. And y'all, we're back after our spring break. We sure are feeling better than ever. Feeling better than ever. What what happened last night, Claire? What happened to us? We had the best trivia night of our lives. Like the best night of our lives? I think so. I mean, so much happened, I feel. Everyone just showed up. Tess and I were just like, this is, so our trivia night before that. <laughs> and I think like we like, everyone's like, we get it. No one came. And <laughs> yeah, no one, I mean, our super fans showed up. So thankful. Yeah. So grateful. So thankful. Um, but we were like, it's just going to be another average night. We're not going to stop because we're always going to show up for you guys. But man, did you show up for us? Not to, not to brag, but I think we can. We sold out. They had to bring in waterfront and had to bring in tables. That's right. And there was a little birdie that they were turning some people away. That's right. They were turning people away at the door, guys. Can you believe it? Just like Studio 54. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Call us, Mark. Um, I forgot what his last name was, but he was the door guy. Check out our Studio 54 episode. <laughs> to get Mark's last name. That's right. That's right. So yeah, we had a great night. Thank you everyone for coming. Thank you to Can. Thank you to Waterfront. That's right. And congrats to our winners, um, The Dirty Dozen. We are doing a bonus episode that they have suggested coming soon. That's right. So that will be exciting. I think we're going to continue doing that at Trivia Nights. I think that's so fun. And it's so nice. Like sometimes when I'm trying to choose a subject, it's too much pressure. So much pressure. So it's nice to know what you guys actually want to know about. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it was just a lovely night. The most sober I've been at a Trivia Night. Usually when we record the next day. It's painful. It's painful. But today, I mean, I'm tired. But I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I think, what, we had three glasses of wine? And that is like, I, that might be a lot for you guys, but for us. At one trivia, we had seven. Yeah, at least. 
And my boyfriend said that I was scary when I, when he drove me back home and I was making some pasta. We um, always like to keep them a little scared. It's, it's, it's a we? good thing. Yeah, exactly. Am I right, ladies? Am, or am I right? So yeah, it was a great time and we'll keep you updated. We're also going to do a virtual trivia night for those non-LA Rammies. We see you, we hear you, and we will be there for you. It is coming. We promise you. This we promise you. That's this right. This I promise you. Ooh. What reality show? Um, newlyweds, Thank obviously. God. Nick O'Shea. Is that 98 Degrees or just Nick O'Shea? I think it's just Nick O'Shea. He wouldn't put a 98 Degrees song on that no show. No kidding. He's like, it's just about me and my brother that's around sometimes. Drew, where the hell are you now? <laughs> Who knows? Probably like still in those basketball shorts and that cutout tank. <laughs> Doing yard work. It's yeah. 24-7. Such a Cincinnati boy. Such. And we love that. We do. But anyways. Oh, and also just, you know, one last little thing before we get into things. We have spring merch coming. You guys voted on it. The colors, we have those two crewnecks. It's going to be in that concrete color mm-hmm. with the forest green text and then the plum color with the white text. Cannot wait. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Will be our featured. And there it is. Um, what's it called? Catchphrase. Catchphrase on the front and it has Team Rammies on the sleeve. Super cute. Oh, God, we love it. We're so excited. Yep. Um, please support uh-huh. what you purchase. All obviously goes into helping us and making this still happen. So... It's like you got to wear something in. It's a little donation to, to us. To us. <laughs> no, let me tell you guys, we do not pocket really anything from this. Just kidding. Like maybe five cents. Yeah, we just want to spread the word. Actually, not even. <laughs> not even five cents. But hey, paid in love. But you are still supporting us. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Please. But <laughs> today, you voted. You, you wanted it. I never expected this to come me up. either shook. Shook, something I really knew very little about. I still don't know a lot about. And that would be none other than Queen Icon Legend, Martha Stewart. Wow. Wow. I love how we come back from spring break from like two, the two insane older women who just give and give and. Yeah. We're doing back to back episodes of um, some female bosses. That's right. And you know, like, like anyone in this world, no one's perfect. What? Yeah. I'm telling (laughs) you right now. Oh man. Okay. Well, good to know now, I guess. You heard it here. Um, But so we're, we're drinking um, the 19 crimes, Martha's. Chardonnay. When I saw that Tess got this, I was like, of course it's a Chardonnay. Of course. Which I'm not a yeah. Chardonnay fan at all, but I just took a sip. Oh, is it good? Let's see. I, that's not bad. Not oaky in the slightest. That's actually I, pretty good. It'd be better chilled, but hey. And that's the truth. You can only do so much. <laughs> We're like drinking lukewarm Chardonnay at like 11 a.m. right now. And I bought this at Whole Foods this morning at 9.30 with nothing else in my basket. And the cashier... Did he laugh? Did he like <laughs> snarl? Both of these things can be true. Both can be true. And he just goes, Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, you and Whole Foods at 9 a.m. with just a bottle of Chardonnay in your basket. Does is, it shock anyone? No, it's the only imagery I need to get me through the rest of this day. So, <laughs> but it really is a good Chardonnay. It's not bad. Um, 
Has her gorgeous face on the label, of course. We tried to do, because with 19 Crimes, I don't know if you guys have heard of this wine label. Snoop Dogg actually has his own um, bottle as well. So, of course, Martha had to get in on that. Um, I'm excited to learn about that friendship. Maybe we'll touch on it. We, of course, will. Okay, thank God. Um, But usually you can put your camera up and the wine bottle, I'm not joking, will start talking to you. But I think Martha was like, why bother? She's like, I don't need that. No, she's like, please, honey. So what did you, what did you know? What do you know about Martha? What is, what's your thoughts on her? What are your feelings? I, I'm charmed by her, especially her Instagram Mm -hmm. as of late. Like she is always posting really that pool shot where it almost looks like she's nude. She looks gorgeous. Stunning. I love that she's an older woman and still is like, I'm sexy as hell. And I respect that. I don't really know that much else about her. I think of homemaker. I, I don't. I don't, it's, yeah. And then jail, Snoop right. Dogg. I mean, what a fine girl who can do both. But um, <laughs> we had a song, I feel like, in elementary school that was like, Martha, Martha Stewart. What is the song? <laughs> That's all I remember. And I don't know why we were singing it. It was like for a performance for school. Sounds so, a little culty. I'm sure she'd love that, Val. I'm sure she would too. Actually, she'd probably be like, you guys are poor. Yeah, she's like, so <laughs> Public school? Ew. Public school? But anyways, that's all I know about Martha. Yeah, I really didn't know much besides um, same, just of like, you know, little Betty Crocker, if you will. Yes. Um, businesswoman, Donald mm. Trump. These were my associations. Jail, Snoop. That's yeah, same. Literally just repeated exactly what you said. I'm excited to go on this roller coaster. I don't know why she went to jail. So I'm just shook by this Chardonnay. It does not taste like a Chardonnay at all in a good way. It's truly, it's really nice. It is really nice. I drink that for sure on a hot summer's day. I would as well. Colder, like we said, but still would drink it. Yeah, it will hopefully help the mini little hangover I have. That's it right. always does. All right. So our queen, our woman of the hour. Martha Stewart. I'd like to start with a quote that she that she has said. And it goes something like this. I think baking cookies is equal to Queen Victoria running an empire. There's no difference in how seriously you take the job. It's how seriously you approach your life. What? <laughs> so she's basically saying, you know, I'm sure some people haven't taken her seriously throughout her life. And she's like, you know what? It's the same. I have the same like dignity and motivation that I put into baking my cookies as someone would running an empire. Hey, I don't disagree. And you know, I think that's, hey, it says a lot about being a woman in business. That's just right. like, just because, honey, I'm, I'm making cookies. Making cookies. Doesn't mean I'm not making dough. You and, know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> New t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm making cookies doesn't mean I'm not making dough. Winky face. <laughs> right. That doesn't even make sense. But that's gorgeous. Thank you. So yeah, Martha has a lot of integrity with everything that she's ever done. Some call her the original influencer. Really? Many. Like when I was doing my research, I saw this across podcasts, articles, and I think it makes sense in a way. Like we'll see that theme throughout. I think that I just think of Martha Stewart has just always been, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, she was before our time almost in a way. I don't remember her coming onto the scene. So I just don't even realize what impact she has had. Well, we will find out because there were some shocking things and really impressive things as well and some disappointing things. Oh, well, so is life. So is life. So Martha Stewart was born Martha Kostroya. Kostraya, Polish. Okay, got it, got it. You guys, you know my accents always sound not, not great. <laughs> the Australian one from CO54. The good. So grown, mixing it all together. You know, my my art is 
blends. It blends. Um, she was born August 3rd. Leo. Leo. And, and there, there it is. is. <laughs> um, in Jersey City in 1941. So how old does that make her now? Um, I think she's 85. May we all look like that at 85. I'll tell you what. I know. I think she is right? in her 80s. Let me do some quick math. 81. <laughs> Sorry, Martha. <laughs> But Jesus, She's turning 82 this year. But you look truly incredible. Incredible. Um, she was the second of six children Whoa. in this big Polish family. Um, they were working class. Her father worked as a pharmaceutical sales person and her mother was a teacher. So I kind of always assumed that she just grew up like with a trust fund. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, pharmaceutical salesperson, not bad. But also for six fucking kids. Yeah, not great. And being a teacher, like, you know, I think she grew up humbly. Mm -hmm. Um, The family grew up cooking together, sewing. Her grandparents taught her the arts of canning goods and preserving food. So this was in her blood since she was like a little kid. Sounds so nice. Why don't we can food anymore? I've never done a thing like that in my life. (laughs) No, and like no one teaches us to sew or... My grandma used to... um, make jam and I just remember like you'd go into like the little like cupboard and there'd just be like hundreds of them lined up and it was like such a gorgeous gift I wonder if it's something that you start doing when you're like 60 but Martha Mm. started from the beginning so who knows yeah um and I guess if you start that young then that's just kind of like that's your way of life and she enjoyed it and her dad was really passionate about gardening cute um her dad was the stricter one of her two parents. Um, and he was pretty hard on her and he really wanted her to be self-sufficient. And this kind of instilled this perfectionism in her that obviously helped her create this insane business. But I think at the end of the day too, had um, she struggled a little bit with um, communication mm. and flexibility in her workplace and with other people. Mm. So I feel like that does maybe come from her, you know, strong Polish dad. I can visualize it. Totally same. Um Hey, you know, when you're running a business, communication and flexibility is key. It's everything. Um, So she does, you know, we'll get into her, um, what some people have said about her, but also talk about the dialogue of what people say about women in business and CEOs, which I find fascinating. Um, So her first career path was modeling at the age of 15. She says, my neighbor, a beautiful ballerina, was modeling for Stuart Models, and she had a contract. Her parents said to me, Martha, you are so pretty. (laughs) You should be modeling. And so I did. I signed (laughs) with Ford Models and was immediately signed up for TV and commercials. Well, Martha, you make it sound so fucking easy. She goes, I played married parts when I was 16 years old, which is is dark. It's dark. (laughs) It is dark. (laughs) But yeah, she does make it sound very easy. Um, We'll, of course, put photos on the Instagram. She was gorgeous. I Googled a picture, like Googled her yesterday and saw a younger picture and was like, wow. Very striking, kind Mm -hmm. of Bridget Bardot, 70s, like not as like the sex symbol, but very just very beautiful. classic beauty. Beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So this paid for her college. Oh, good for you, Martha. Yeah. So she was self-sufficient by the time that she went to Barnard in New York. Mm. Her, her initial thought was to study chemistry. Gross. I know. I'm like, God, I just can't imagine. Beauty and brains. Wanting to study chemistry. Chemistry was my literal worst subject. It was for me too. I had, this is embarrassing. I had a D. I did too. <laughs> and I went, I was like, should I say C minus in line? Did I just at least C's passing? Well, I had a tutor literally just for chemistry because my parents were like, 
was it junior year or no sophomore year? And they're like, you need to like, this is going to completely ruin your GPA. <laughs> yeah. And so they got me a tutor, Randy, God bless him. This little oh, small, Randy. small, thin man. Um, he would be. I just remember his face so clearly and he couldn't even help me. So I don't think I passed. <laughs> I I don't know what my grade ended up being because it's like, you can only change so many test grades. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's like, I'm not doing this for you. That yeah, no longer. more. You just suck. It was cute at, cute at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so she didn't study chemistry. She ended up studying um, history. <gasps> Our girl. Our girl. And a minor in architectural history. Oh, interesting. Which does make sense because, you know, kind of the home. Designed. She has all these beautiful houses. She's very oh. East Coast. She's so East Coast. So she kept modeling um, during college. And then she meets um, a man named Andrew Stewart. There it is. Stewart. And there it is. That is obviously not her original name, which I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was too. Um, who was a Yale law student. Mm-hmm. Um, they met on a blind date in college. And they literally had instant chemistry and said it was like love at first sight and got married right after graduation. I always was like, where the hell? Like you don't hear about Martha's husband, ex-husband, anyone she's dated. And she's just like the successful badass and I've always wondered about her love life and so I just dug a little bit you know as, as we have to and I wanted to know about her um her marriage to Andrew and I found some things what'd you find so right away on their honeymoon um after Martha and Andrew were married in 1961 they jetted off to Europe for their honeymoon as one does um but it wasn't all smooth sailing for the couple oh no so while in Florence Italia Italia full circle Amanda Knox, Knox go listen Same story. Um, They are at the hotel bar Mm -hmm. and they meet a handsome young Englishman by the name of Jerry Oppenheimer. He ends up uh, releasing a tell-all book like 20 years later about his experience meeting Martha. And although it wasn't a full-blown affair, she literally told her husband that she wanted him to go to bed and she wanted to stay up. And hang out with Jerry for the rest of the night. On your honeymoon? Uh-huh. So she was like, go and let me be with this hot young thing. Martha, like subtlety, at least let's practice it a little. So it doesn't really exactly say what happened that night. I think it's more like you can guess, be a judge of this. But so she ditches her husband. She's drinking with this man. And then she finally returns to the hotel room. And she had told Andrew that she had gone to midnight mass. And that's why she was coming back so late. Sure, Jan. But also, like, maybe she did because she wanted to, rep- like, repent. Whoa. Is she, like, a good Catholic girl? She she is mildly, like, mildly. She is somewhat spiritual and okay. religious. And I think she was grown up in well, a religious Going to midnight atmosphere. mass on your honeymoon, I would say something. But should, there's some darkness there. I mean, this is sort of how their marriage um, marriage started. It was never cupcakes and roses. Um, she was constantly accusing him of being dumb or stupid. Yikes. Um, No one likes that in a relationship. No one likes that. Um, Four years later, in 1965, they had their first and only daughter, Alexis. I feel like I've heard about her. Yeah, I didn't really know much about her. She released a 2011 um, book called Whatever Land, Learning to Live Here, Alexis. Oh, (laughs) that says it all. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I don't even need to read it. (laughs) No kidding. Um, Where she is very adamant about wanting to tell people that her childhood was not the domestic dream of her mother's magazines and television sets. I grew up with a glue gun pointed at my head, she has said. 
My attitude is much different than my mother's, so I can't argue with her. I'm very cynical and negative. She's not. However, my mother had a very hands-off approach to child rearing. Alexis claimed that Martha hated holidays, mm. um, hated Halloween. There was no costumes. There was no anything. We all turned off the lights and pretended we weren't home. Whoa. What? Why specifically Halloween really sticks out? I mean, some people do hate Halloween. That's- you guys, get over it. It's like one of the best ever. Just be a child. Just just let yourself just go. Let, that's so sad for her child when you see all these other kids dressing up and also you see your mom like playing domestic later. Yes, like she embodies that. Yikes. So found that interesting. Obviously, that's skipping ahead to later in life. But um, yeah, Alexis and um, her mother do not have the best relationship. Was Halloween Town based off of Martha Stewart? Remember, they're like, we don't celebrate Oh my Halloween. God, maybe. <laughs> she a ghostwriter? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, so two years after she has Alexis, uh, 1967, she starts working as a stockbroker. Whoa. In New York. New York. So she is making six figures in the 60s working as a stockbroker on Wall Street as a woman until 1972. Fuck yeah. Also, how'd you get there from a history major? Truly. We can do it all, Tess. We, wow. <laughs> we can work on Wall Street if we want to, Claire. That's right. That's what I'm gathering. So she's making good money. She saved up um, early 70s. She's like, all right, I think I'm done with Wall Street. Had my time. I'm sure she saw so much. <laughs> so much. And did so much. With those men. Like truly. God. Good God. She's probably exhausted. Um, so she moves to Connecticut. And this is where she still has, it's like this uh, 1805 farmhouse that she oh, restored. A dream. Um, this would be the first studio actually for her show. Oh, wow. Um We'll show pictures, truly exactly everything that you would just picture. Just the space. And in this farmhouse is when she really started um, thriving in cooking and decorating and making this house a home. And she found that it was very therapeutic. And also like, she was like, hmm, there's a lot of like business in like opportunity in this. Um, she, st- she was studying the art of French cooking through Julia Stiles. Oh, Julia and Julia is a great movie. Did I say Julia Stiles? Yeah. Julia Child. <laughs> Julia Stiles, an actor? Is that who it is? Yes. <laughs> Save the last dance. Just cut to that really bad, like, choreographed dance she does at the end. Her solo, Martha's just like studying it every she's day. Like, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, Potter Burr, right? Potter <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Um, so. The, um, she and Andrew, although not happy, are having, um, you know, dinner parties and people over. Everyone's loving the home. And she was like, shit, I could like literally start, you know, hosting like and making dinner parties more um, elegant and more accessible for clients. So she starts a business. She starts a catering business mm. called an uncatered affair. Cute. Wait, why uncatered? Just like it's not so serious? I think so. I love that. Yeah, just like, hey, let's take like, her whole thing was, what does she always say? Um, Elegance and sophisticated elegance with intimacy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but like, you know. Intimacy or with friends. Exactly. Um, So she goes into business with this woman called um, Norma Cauley. That's her business partner for a little bit, but not for long. Um, This was one of the first people that said she was very difficult to work with. She was verbally abusive, overly demanding, and manipulative. (laughs) (laughs) Not ideal on a business partner, that's for sure. Not ideal, but also like to play devil's advocate. 
if this were a man, literally my first thought, would that be said? And also what does, well, verbally abusive, that's, that's <laughs> kind of not black and white. That's, or that is black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overly demanding and manipulative could be like, she's looking out for herself. Totally. And with a man that could be like, he knows what he wants and he asked for it and he's not afraid and it's inspiring. Exactly. Like you've never heard about Martha Stewart being warm and everyone always says she's cold, but it's like, why does she have to be warm? Why do we have to be these like smiling? I love a cold bitch sometimes. Uh, I really do. I can't get enough. I, I do too. And like I was telling Claire the other day, like she just, she reminds me so much of my grandma Ugh. who was very cold, <laughs> but truly an amazing businesswoman and really cool. Like she just didn't care what people thought about her. So she wouldn't be like, you know, she wasn't peppy. Mm. But she just, but she was also very elegant. I just feel like they have the best one-liners. They were like, I can't believe you just said that. They really do. They really do. Um, So this business folded because Norma was like, I'm out, peace out. And so Martha was like, well, here's another opportunity. What else do I want to do? So she starts a gourmet food store Mm -hmm. after this called Market, Market Basket. Oh, I guess she does have all this money from like Wall Street, so she can. She has a lot. And also Yale Law, um, little Andrew. Do you right. It's pretty successful. Yeah. Um, And speaking of Andrew, he goes into um, publishing randomly. I feel like they are all over the board (laughs) with their career choices and I like it. Um, So interestingly enough about random random career paths. So Andrew, there's this um, book called The Secret... Uh, book of gnomes. <laughs> I'm familiar. I think it's, um, oh, fuck. I actually don't know where it originated, but Andrew um, publishes the English language edition of this book. Wow. What? And it's like this huge party that people are coming out for this like publishing party and Martha caters the event. <gasps> and so all these publishing got and like these like hot, you know, hot tickets are like, wait a second, this is incredible. And like, who is your wife? And like this whole event is just like perfection. And so this ignites Martha into her book de- and into her first book deal um, in 1982 called Entertaining. <gasps> wow. So this gave her like this platform of like hostess with the mostest. So smart. Um. So, and I had no idea about this. After 1982 was her first book. 1982? 1982. Okay. After that, she has published a total of 97 books. It's like Martha Stewart Gardening, Martha Stewart Christmas, Martha Stewart Home, Martha Stewart Summer in the Ham. Like it's everything under the sun. How to entertain, recipes, decorating, Got interior it. style. I I never do any of this stuff, but I love looking at all of it. And I want to uh, do it more. I know. It's like, I always, I like going through Pinterest and being uh, like, oh, that would be fun. I think I don't have the... Um, I don't know, maybe like dedication to like... You have the hostess bone in your body though. You really do. I do love hosting. I love that and putting more time. Like I would spend a week planning like a dinner party, but I wouldn't hang up things on my walls for like two hours to make <laughs> like my gallery wall finally completed. You know that what I mean? That makes sense. very different things though. Like very different things. But I do love hosting. So, yeah, I, I do too. When uh, I have the resources, I love it. I know. It's just so fun to make little like place cards. It's the and best. to like think about like the music, like the playlist of the night. I love it all. I do too. I'm with you. And so does Martha. So she is now like, from this book, people know her. People are asking about her. They're asking for more. They're loving it. Kmart calls and they're like, let's do a home line. Uh, Kmart. Always. So 1987, she gets a Kmart contract. There's She has a line in there until 2004. 
I feel like she's just like, I know what I want and I will get it. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, Kmart's a huge deal. 100%. And I think like a lot of the partnerships she had were with like, you know, Macy's and Costco and like all this stuff, which is incredible. I think she like, her eye, her eye was on the prize of how can I make this as big as possible. And like, she just wanted like the money makers. You know? Already that's inspiring. Same thing with Kris Jenner that I'm like, how do I make this bigger? Exactly. Mm. But you know, they're during, with every good thing comes from, comes from darkness. Um, Coincidentally, in 1987 is when she gets a divorce. Aww. There was a lot of rumors of infidelity, both that both parties have never admitted to. Um, but right after she and Andrew get divorced, he starts dating her former kitchen assistant, which was a little tough, a younger woman, uh-uh. someone close to Martha. I'd be pissed. But uh, Martha's quote on marriage is this, and divorce. I had to sacrifice a marriage because of the lore of the great job, the fabulous workplace. But I don't regret it at all because what I've done is something bigger and better than just one marriage. People who are happily married don't hate me for saying that. But for me, it's true. It's impossible for most of us to get that balance. Wow. Mm. I mean, I think she's calling it how she sees it. I just like how she said... um, uh, what I've done is bigger and better than just one marriage. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that stings. But to her, I think they were never truly in love. And I think she loved her, her work. Co- her work more. I, and again, like, I don't want to, I mean, keep going back and forth to this, but like how many men, CEOs, have been married six times, but no one bats an eye, but they are just like conquering the business world. Literally, she knew what she wanted to focus on. Also, it's okay if you don't want to be married and that's not your prime, like, thing to focus on exactly you did something for yourself to better your life yeah so yeah um i just found i, I like that quote yeah. it's like good for you good for you you don't hear a lot of women saying that hey, and hey. i like how she's just very blunt yeah marriage is a gorgeous thing but if it's not for you it's not for you exactly there it is so she's a household name at this point she signs a deal with time inc it's a magazine like time magazine it's not time <laughs> it's different it's different than time okay got it because at first i was like time poor choice of Titles? I know it's like in Housewives when um in New York when what's her face wants to create that um Sonia? No, oh. um the pretty one, Kristen. Oh, Kristen. And she wants to create that nail polish line called Pop. Oh yeah. And then Bethany Frankel's like, well, there's already a huge one called Pop of Color. Yeah, yeah. And she's you like, can. I don't care. <laughs> I respect it. So bring it back to Housewives. <laughs> Always we have to in every episode. Um so this starts her first magazine deal. Um that's called Martha Stewart Living. Before it was even launched, there was 250,000 subscribers. People were waiting for it. After the first launch, she had 2 million subscribers essentially overnight. 2 million. Oh my God. I had no idea. Um, And this was like the first sort of magazine of its kind. Like Oprah's magazine came after this actually, which I found interesting um, of like a brand and everything. And there was her stuff, her advice. Her photos. I mean, it really was like... Now I see why you say the influencer. And again, 2 million subscribers before it even launched without social media. Yes. And of course, all the advertisements in that magazine are mostly Martha's of like, go to Kmart and get this. Wow. So it really is like an influencer. Keep it in the family. Yep. Um, She then gets a 10-year... So that she gets a 10-year contract with this magazine, which has truly brought her in so much money back when the printed word was more... I miss it. I know. Um, but she's like, this is not good enough. I need to start my own company, um, with a bigger umbrella called Omni Media. Um, she's obviously the chairman and CEO of this own media company. 
1999, the company went public. Wow. Um, and so she owned 60% of those shares. And so what happens to little Martha? She becomes a millionaire? She becomes the first female self-made billionaire. Billions, honey. In the United States. <gasps> Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Wow. Billions. Yeah, I had no idea. Me either. And this company just, you know, grew and grew. Um, so obviously our little Martha's investing no at kidding. this point. Good for you. Well, good for her. But also this is when Martha gets into a oh, little no. bit of trouble. <laughs> Martha. So there is a company called um, Imclone, Imclone Systems. It's a drug manufacturer for patient uh, for cancer patients. Okay. So we're gonna do a little um, a little timeline oh, of what happens to our girl during the course of some some bad business mistakes and some sketchiness. Mm-hmm. Um, is it called insider trading? I think that's what it's called. That's when it's like, the stock is about to go up. I know it. Invest in it. Once you do it, invest in me. And that's a gorgeous summary of what, what our girl does. Oh, no, Martha. So, I'm also like shocked that I knew that. I'm like turned on by you right now. <laughs> so hot. Call me Wolf Wall Street. <laughs> so we're we going to have a... We really do. Oh, yeah, we really do. We really do. We'll get there. Um. So Chris, if you will, like you did to Silk Road, put a little bit of... um. Some like CS- Law and Order music. CSI CSI. Miami. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you know the CSI Miami theme song. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> do though. Um, a little um, you know, well, you know what to do. You know what to do. So we're gonna we're gonna go through a short timeline of relevant events in the Martha Stewart stock trading scandal. I had no idea it was with stock. I don't know what I thought it was. I but. thought that she just made some like. I knew it was investments, but yeah, I, I didn't know. I truly had no idea, but I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's with business, but I, I didn't know either. Some white collar crime. You could say. All right. So this all begins in 2001. I will start it off, Claire. All right. And then we will go back and forth. Gorgeous. With this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> December 26, 2001. Imclone Systems, Inc. founder Sam Watt. Waxall is tipped that the Food and Drug Administration will decline to review the company's application for its cancer drug, Herbitux, Herbitux, (laughs) then tips his daughter to sell the Imclon stock and tries to sell his own. Thank you for taking that first sentence. That was a lot of hard work. Always tough. (laughs) It's tough. December 27th, 2001. Martha Stewart sells at 3,928 shares of Imclone that she owns. Prosecutors later contend she was tipped that Waskell was trying to sell his shares. December 28, 2001. The FBA... FBA? I'm okay. The <laughs> FDA makes its decision public on December 31st, the first trading day after the news, Imclone drops 18%. January 7, 2002. Stewart's broker, Peter Baknovic, tells Securities and Exchange Commission's attorneys that he and Stewart had agreed on December 20th, 2001 to sell MCLO if it fell to $60. February 4th, 2002. Stewart tells the SEC, federal prosecutors, and the FBI that she had an agreement with Bakanovic to sell the stock when it fell to $60 per share. June 12th, 2002. Waskell is arrested and charged with insider trading. Stewart issues a statement repeating her assertion that the sale came about because of $60 agreement. October 2nd, 2002. Former Merrill Lynch and co-assistant Douglas 
Fanuel pleads guilty to taking a payoff to keep quiet about the Stewart stock trade. June 4th, 2003. Stewart and Baknovic are indicted on nine federal counts. Stewart resigns as chairwoman and CEO of her company, but remains chief creative officer and a board member. Oh, yikes. <laughs> She's like, but I still kind of stay on, right? Everyone's like, get out. Yeah, it's time. June 10th, um, Katie, your birthday? <laughs> 2003, um, Waskell is sentenced to more than seven years in prison. November 7th, 2003, Stewart tells ABC News she's scared of prison and adds, I don't think I'll be going to prison though. Oh, sweetheart. White privilege. (laughs) No kidding. January 27th, 2004, prosecutor claims an opening statement that Stewart sold Imclon stock based on a recent or secret tip, then lied to cover it up. Stewart's attorney compares case with the Big Brother novel, 1984. Interesting. That's a bold move. Yeah. February 3rd through 4th, Fanuel, that's what we said? Fanuel? Fanuel testifies that Baknavuk ordered him to tell Stewart that Waskell was selling stock. Fanuel claims Baknavuk pressured him repeatedly to cover it up. February 10th, Stewart assistant Ann Armstrong testifies that Stewart personally altered a log of a message. Baknovic left on the day Stewart t- sold Amclom. But Armstrong also says Stewart ordered the message changed back and never asked her to lie. February 27th, judge throws out securities fraud count against Stewart. March 5th, Stewart convicted on all charges. Baknovic is convicted on all but one charge, falsifying a document. March 15th, Stewart resigns. Yeah, okay, I'm on the right place. March 15th, Stewart resigns from board of Martha Stewart Living um, Omnimedia, Inc., but retains the title of founding editor, editorial director. The girl really just wants to keep it going as much as she can. Um, May 18th, almost done, guys, almost done. Uh, producers of Martha Stewart Living says TV show will be suspended after the current season. July 8th, judge refuses to grant Stewart and Baknovic a new trial based on perjury charges against Larry Stewart, a Secret Service Inc. expert who prosecutors say lied on the witness stand at Stewart's trial. He was later acquitted. And finally, we come to an end on July 16th. Martha Stewart and Baknovic each sentenced to five months in prison and five months of home confinement for lying about a stock sale. She went to prison for five months. Did she even stay in there for five months? She did. Oh, she did. Which is actually shocking because you don't really hear about fucking celebrities that get more than like two nights in prison to teach them a lesson, but she was in there for five months. Five months is not that long. No. But I don't know what the normal sentence is for... For some reason, I thought she was in there for at least a year. Yeah. And, but, and then she did um, home... What's it called? Prison goods. Or, <laughs> <laughs> no, then she was um, had like the anklet around her. Oh, um, house arrest. House arrest for another five months. Got it. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Wow. So that... So insider trading. Insider trading. So it's all from this... Um, the stock. Was it worth it? No. Absolutely not. Because at this point she had just, and it's it's too bad. I mean, she had just gotten very successful. She just made her name known as the first self-made billionaire. And then she does this. And it's literally like, God, if you could go back in time and be like, why did I need to do that? No kidding. I'm like, <sighs> the rich just want to be richer. That's true. Richer. That's why I'm like, this happens every single day, re- all the time. It really does. It really, really does. Like, how does it not? They're all like, even just like buddies being like, hey, you know what I heard? Exactly. Yikes. Oh, Martha, honey. So, you know, obviously this makes news because she is this domestic, beautiful, 
kind of conservative. Yes, like homemaker to prisoner. No one could really understand this. (laughs) So she and her team request that she goes to FCI Banbury, which is like kind of a chic prison. There are chic prisons. It's crazy. And they were like, no, 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 we are going to, and that's actually where Orange's new black creator served um, her time there oh, at, really? at this place. Wow. That show does not make it look chic, but I can only imagine what other prisons must be like then. Well, so they send her this to this federal prison camp in West Virginia. Okay. There's a lot of different accounts of what this prison is like. It's known as, quote, Camp Cupcake. Um FPC Alderson is said to be America's cushiest prison. It's a 159-acre minimum security prison camp located near Alderson, West Virginia. It was built in 1928 as the first federal prison for women and employs this model of justice of like no barbed wire. There's a lot of like freedom. There's access to email, a television room, library, hospital. Yeah. Chapel, education building. Um, They... Inmates spend most of their time working, but they're also able to take part in this apprenticeship for teachers, assistants, cooks, electricians, and other similar professions. Well, honestly, I mean, and maybe I I need to learn more about the prison system, but I wish that there was more programs like that for maximum security prisons. A hundred percent, where you're like being, you have access to things that don't make you feel like you're completely shut off from the world. And, and just like, makes you, like reforms you as a human instead of like just locking you away to rot. Yeah, and just to resent it even more. Yeah, it's it's very complicated. I mean, it's complicated, yeah. Um, however, there's also other descriptions and accounts of this place. This is kind of what it's known for, but there was an article published by Talk Poverty in 2015 at um, FPC Alderson is no camp cu- cupcake at all. And it's written by an ex-inmate at the prison. Her name is Evie Litwalk. And she sheds a different light on the prison in which Martha Stewart ends up being incarcerated. Litwalk says that it's um, one of those places that has ill-fitting uniforms, back-breaking work, um, that prisoners are refused the opportunity to relax or socialize, that they made like $5.25 during um, a full eight-hour shift. Whoa, like the whole day they make less than $5? Um, although I work seven or eight days a day, I, I earned only $5.25 during my first month. Yikes. Um, and after our work was done, she says, we were not permitted to go to the unit between lunch and dinner. We are not allowed to read, do crossword puzzles, knit, play cards, or sleep. So there's like different accounts of what this place was like. Um, Litwalk, who was there with Martha for some time, said that they kind of saw her and they were like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, she no. probably wants to work in the kitchen, huh? We're not going to let her in the kitchen ever. So they said that there was sort of some bullying sense to her and like trying to make a I'm sure that'd be terrifying to be such a public figure and go to prison yeah so they said um Litwalk says everyone's required to work in the kitchen for their first 90 days that is everyone but Martha Stewart who requested but was denied kitchen duty I suspect she was refused because this chore may have given her an inkling of pleasure within the miserable prison environment she was instead assigned to the humiliating task of mopping the floors and cleaning the toilets of the warden and other higher ups. So they were kind of like making an example out of her. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Martha's prison nickname was M. Diddy. <laughs> Stop. What? <laughs> but you know, she kind of, she, well, she hated it. And I'll read a quote of what she says about prison later. I mean, she literally is like, it's horrible. No one should have to go through this besides murderers is what she 
That's like her big quote. Mm. Um, but she was seen picking apples from the grounds to make contraband jelly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I will jam no matter what. <laughs> Oh my God, Martha. Um, she, you know, she has some visitors. Um, she's still publicly complaining about the food constantly. Her daughter comes to visit her only a couple times. Um, and she plays Scrabble with her, it said. Um, Martha starts exercising and she ends, up, she ends up losing 10 pounds. She's very like, oh, actually, like, I feel great about. I feel like that happens to so many people. Teresa Judice and Joe Judice from Real Housewives in New Jersey both got like ripped from prison. Well, I feel like there's not a lot else <laughs> to, to do. And you probably want to like focus your energy on something that feels like. I know. There's darkness. There's darkness there. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so in 2004, December 2004, she makes a statement from prison saying, I beseech you to think about these women to encourage the American people to ask for reforms, both in sentencing guidelines in length in length of incarceration for nonviolent first-time offenders and for those involved in drug taking. There would be so much better served in a true, true rehab center than in prison where there is no real help, no real programs, no programs to educate, no way to be prepared for life. Hey, louder for those in the back, Martha. Yeah, I actually forgot about this when I said at the beginning of the episode that like she never like spoke out about it. I forgot that she was like, let's make a statement. I love- Not about so much myself, but about like fucking first time offenders and- Drug offenders. Yes. Like, do you think they need to be locked away? No. The only thing she's ever said is that like just murderers deserve it and everyone else doesn't. I mean, hear that. And yeah. Murderers, rapists, and like some sick people. But Mm -hmm. yeah, for first time offenders and uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, So she gets released and she goes to her winter home. (laughs) Oh my God. It's a $60 million winter home. That sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, but she was a billionaire. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So So. that just makes sense. I'm like, that's cute. Too rich. We just, we can't even go there in our minds. No, we cannot. Um, She hated this time and she tries to remove, (laughs) she tries to remove her ankle. (laughs) Oh no, Martha. (laughs) She's like, get it out, get it out. Um, But at this time, she's back home now and she is, working still i mean what she does like she can capitalize being stuck at home literally this kmart expanded um she's you know her tv show is doing really well she's producing the daytime martha stewart talk show and she's like recording things from her um i feel like i remember seeing clips didn't she talk about her ankle bracelet like on air at some point? I might be totally making that up, but I feel like I remember I, seeing her in the kitchen. I want to say, yeah, because she just had to for the next few months. Yeah. She had to record there. And so I'm sure she, and she was very vocal about her time and wow. about what had happened. Um, I mean, the thing is that I feel like she had no humility and the way she speaks about it, I think even to this day, I don't think she's ever, which I should have looked up like a quote. I don't think she's so like, I can't believe what I did. I think she really focuses on like how bad prison is instead of like, yeah, she's like I can't believe what I had to go through after I got caught. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> instead of like, do you have no shame, Martha? Totally. She was barred from acting as director for her company, um, Martha Stewart Living, Omni Media. I guess that's fair. For five years after she stood down in the wake of the trial, she continued to control 50% of the company's stock. And 90% of its voting stock. Oh, whoa. In fact, during her time in prison, the value of her stock doubled and she had become a billionaire once more in 2006. Oh, my God. Today, she refers to her stint as nothing more than horrible legal problems. 
honey, <laughs> again, it's like not taking ownership. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it did hurt her in some ways, like obviously during her time there, if she was still successful. But I think in the wake years after her, com- it did start um, hurt, hurting a little bit. Um, but she still was figuring out other ways to to stay relevant, to make money. She did a, a reboot of The Apprentice with uh- Donald Trump. I totally, she hosted it, right? Yeah, she hosted it. So the plan was, what she told Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live, is that they wanted Martha to like, she was like a guest star. And then they were like, we want you to actually take over and fire Donald Trump surprisingly on air. And he's not even going to know. God, we all wanted that. Oh God, I'm like, damn it. Um, But he ended up being like, no, I want to do this for another like five years and renewed his contract before she could like get in and do that. But that's what the producers of the show wanted. I'm sure they did. They're like, get this man out of here. (laughs) Truly. And a lot of people think that Martha and Donald Trump were good friends. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say right now that that is false. That is a falsity. Please do not associate this woman with this man in that way. She was outraged, I think, on... Howard Stern, when asked if she were a Republican and voting for Donald Trump, she says, I don't really talk about politics, but where did you get that information? I've always been a registered Democrat. Oh, mm. I wish you would. I, I, guys, can I just say that say it. one of my least favorite phrases is I don't talk about politics. Like, unfortunately, that's such a privileged thing to say. I, I, I really do think so. I do. I 100% agree. It just feels very... Um, Especially in the state of our world, like always. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's not, not good. good. But yeah, when when white when a white billionaire says that... Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Exactly. I agree. Um, yeah, we don't, have, we don't have space for that. Um, so, but, you know, she's on the show. She's continuing partnerships at Home Depot, Macy's, and Costco. Um. Around 2008, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg meet during a segment on the Martha Stewart show. I think I remember feeling the earth shift and I didn't know what happened, but I think that must have been what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was something in the air. <laughs> yeah. There was something in, in the 2008. air. Wait, where'd they meet? On her show. He's a guest and they're cooking together. Cute. I'm just like, was that 2008? 2008. Yesterday. I I know it's crazy. Well, but then in August 2016, they Mm -hmm. announced their joint cooking show on VH1, Martha and Snoop's potluck dinner party. Yes, I do remember that well. Which has truly been nominated for like tons of awards. Um, (laughs) They, one of the producers of that show, says, "Watch a single episode, and it's immediately obvious that the two have great chemistry and enjoy one another. It's like they are a unit." They exist. It's not fake. It's not put on. It's just what it is. That's why I think it feels so good because you have two people that genuinely love each other and respect each other for real. I 100% agree. I really think that they're soulmates. They're soulmates. And Martha has said, you know, Snoop is younger than my daughter. Uh, wow. Ha- really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Because um, I think, I mean, what she had her daughter at 23, I think. She's like um, 60. 2064, 1964. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, she goes, we um, we have a professional relationship, don't we, Snoop? Um, he is very attractive, I must say. He really is an attractive human being, hey, Stuart has that. said. Everybody likes him. It's so nice that he's popular and the guests really adore him and respond to him nicely. And he has a great sense of humor. And Snoop calls their friendship a natural combination of love, peace, and harmony. <laughs> They're so cute. I can't even take it. It has an 80% on 
on 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's been nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Host for Reality or Competition Show. Wow. But they lost it to RuPaul. Okay, well, also, uh, you know, we're the candidate. But yeah, like, just such a gorgeous friendship. She writes the forward for his book. Um, <laughs> and it's like, I, I think at this point, Martha sort of turned from, like, someone that you're like, oh, yeah, Martha Stewart, like, that girl that bakes cookies, full circle, to, like, she's a little bit more of an enigma and a bit of, like, a contradiction. Enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. And, ca- and a lot All of cash. cash. <laughs> and people are like, she's kind of cool. And now she says, like... She has a CBD line. She does? Mm-hmm. Honey, just transfer over. Go all the way to THC. Yeah, exactly. Um, she, what else does she do? Um, yeah, she says she has her THC line. She still has Omnimedia, which has, um, you know what? No, I'm going to go in order of my notes because mm-hmm. I was going to skip ahead. We'll get back. To, we'll do where she is now mm-hmm. in a moment. But I wanted to go back to kind of her perception. Mm-hmm. And how people think of her today and all of these stereotypes I've been saying that people say she's cold, she's a bad businesswoman, not bad businesswoman, harsh businesswoman. Mm. Um, And so I gathered a little list of things that have been said about her. And I want to play a little game. Okay. Of um, I'm going to like say a statement and I'd like you to respond of go Martha go or no Martha no. Okay. Love it. Okay, go Martha, go or no Martha, no. And just like for us to, in, for listeners to be thinking of like, if this were a man, mm. what would we have a different like instinct, instinctual reaction? And just like, yeah, what, what we think about this. Totally. Okay. So number one, Martha Stewart used to be friends with Macy's CEO, Terry Lundgren and his wife. Lundgren took a chance on Stewart and gave her um, houseware line. household line in his stores. Then the day that the announcement went public, she let Lundgren know that she'd actually signed a deal um, similar to the one she was going to have at Macy's with competitor JCPenney. And she ended up taking that deal instead. And this, people said that she like fucked over a friend and like did like a shady business deal, like trying to use like what, like copy what she could have done at Macy's and she did it with JCPenney. And people said that this like really ignited people thinking she was this horrible woman. I mean, again, I just like am always rooting for the woman in business too, because I'm like, how close to friends. And here's the thing. It's her business deal. So go, Martha, go. We're not talking about their friendship here. Exactly. This is business, honey. Business, honey. And so, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know if. I mean, who knows? I don't know how close of friends they were. Go, Martha, go, whatever. Go, Martha, go. Number two, Stewart insists on personally approving the thousands of products that bear her name. Go, Martha, go. It's your name. What are you talking about? I found, I just find these things crazy. This is literally what people are saying that makes her a monster. What? No. Go, Martha, go. Number three, she didn't let her daughter, Alexis, sit on her bedspread growing up because it would get messed up. Oh, no, Martha, no. Like, she's a child. <laughs> Like, if you didn't want a kid, don't have a kid. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. Number four, she invoiced her former best friend, Mariana Pasternak, after their trip to Europe. No, Martha, no. You're a billionaire. Do you you take the check on that one, honey. It's tough. If you're a millionaire, you take the check on that Truly. one. Truly. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap. It's not a cute look. It's not cute. Five, one studio audience member of her show said that she made the crowd sit through her filming promos after the show and they couldn't leave. 
I mean, I guess go Martha, go. It's like you're there anyways. Like you're kind of signing up for what it is. It, like you signed up to see Martha Stewart. So watch her do a promo. Julie, like not that big of a deal. Um, an editor told New York Magazine in 2011 that her show was a very difficult place to work. And they said that women's bathroom, oh, there's literally women in there crying all day long. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I imagine, I don't, I'm not saying she was like a peach to work with. Right. But that's, yeah, but it's not what we're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's a difference between being a peach and being like this evil monster. Yeah. She, I wonder if she was like Ellen level, Ellen DeGeneres, because mm. we have heard stories. There's, yeah, I mean, there's some people just said that she was really scary, but I do wonder what's like, I mean, hey, we've had bosses that are scary. No kidding. And it's not okay. And I don't think it's like, there's a certain way you can't, you should talk to people and employees should not be treated any less than like another CEO or. Mm -hmm. Especially in like the entertainment industry. Like, I just think that a lot of people watch Entourage and they think that that's how you're supposed to treat people. And it's really like losery now. It doesn't make people want to come into work and do a better job. No. If that's what you think. No. She called out Oprah for not visiting her in prison. <laughs> go, Martha, go. Be there for your friends, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah's like, you were in there for five months. I'm busy. I'm sure she was just busy. She was busy. She wasn't in there that long. She's running an empire too. So go, Martha, go. But also, no, Martha, no. <laughs> <laughs> the average salary for Martha Stewart living employee in the United States is $88,000 per year. That's not that low. I know. I was kind of like... That's really not bad. Like I've never made that much money. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so I don't I don't know how much work they were doing, but Yeah. Um and for the last one, those who saw her tapings in the nineteen nineties compared her to the main character and mommy dearest. Oh my gosh. Um Joan not jo- Joan Crawford. Yeah. Not the wire hangers. Yikes. But again, was that in the 90s where she was like, don't talk to me right now? Yeah. You know, it, who knows? I know. All hearsay. I know. So yeah, that, that's the end of our little game. I just, love that. Just, I love games. I love games too. Um, so yeah, where Martha is now. Um, in 2020, uh, Stuart launched a line of CBD products called Canopy Growth, mm. which includes oil drops, soft gels, topical treatments, and gummies. Ooh. Do you think she smokes weed? I think she has to. She has never overtly said it, but she has implied it. I mean, she said that she always gets secondhand high from hanging out with Snoop. I'm sure. Secondhand, honey, please. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're... Hey, okay, this was one of our... I'll reveal it, even though we might do virtual trivia with the same questions. Yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg says he smokes 81 blunts a day, seven days a week. It is truly, truly wild. Wild. So I'm like, if you're around that, they're so chill together. And she has CBD lines. Like, she has to be token up. She says, you don't get high off the gummies. You just get relaxed. Like, sweetheart. Please. Sweetheart. Um, on your own supplies. Exactly. Um, in 2008, or 2018, she launched a meal kit called uh, Marley Spoon. Oh. Never heard of it. I don't think I have either. Love a meal kit. Simple, easy. Love a meal kit. Mm-hmm. Um. And she obviously has a wine company. Um, her net worth is still four hundred million. Wow! Although her company did kind of it, it's still successful. But like they're stopping the print of the magazine. It actually was just announced a couple of days ago. You have to now. You know she's always parlaying into something, and she does like work with the times. 
She's also 80-something years she, old. Like, I can't li- even imagine. She truly is still, like, working every day. Um, <laughs> Maybe which, that's which, a secret. Which is truly crazy. Um, and she recently didn't ask me anything on Reddit <gasps> that, um, that, that was trending because she's just such an interesting woman. Um, and we'll leave it with, with a few of the questions that she answered. Um, someone asked, is it true that, that you paint the red soles of your Louboutins with a different color? She doesn't want people to know that she has Louboutins on. She says, yes, it is true. She's an enigma to me. Do Why? You, do you, I don't know. I think she doesn't want it like she wants luxury, but she doesn't want to be like, oh, I'm like supporting another brand. So then why buy Louis Vuitton? Exactly. Interesting. Because that's why you buy them. It's Ex- for the red soul. Exactly. Do you really change your bed sheets every day? Yes. It's a luxury. No kidding. Best sex tips? <gasps> Always take a bath before and after. And don't forget to brush your teeth. Before and after? Like, sweetheart, who has the time? Who has the time? Who has the energy? I mean, always pee after. Always pee <laughs> ladies. after, ladies. We've all been there and we know it just doesn't end well. You might end up in the hospital. <laughs> you might. <laughs> That's neither here nor there, so. Oh, man. Kills me every time. Um, who's your favorite singer? Pharrell Williams. He's so cute. I've actually seen him in person and I adore his good sense of humor. Wow. Oh, to be in a room with Martha Pharrell Williams. Crazy. Uh, did you acquire any cool prison tattoos? I would never, ever, ever deface my body with tattoos. Um, what would you do if you had a whole free day? Watch the entire 13 hours of the new season of House of Cards. Oh. Um, could, could you beat, uh, what's his name, Gordon Ramsay in a cooking contest? Um, I know that I can bake better than Gordon Ramsay. That's right, babe. And there it is. Uh, and there it is. And there it is. Um, so yeah, she's still thriving. Look at her Instagram. The fact um, that she can figure out Reddit. I tried to go on there last night and I couldn't figure same. it out. It's just too overwhelming. That's why we just ask Alice. <laughs> exactly. Ask Alice, Alice every time. Truly. Um, but obviously she is a businesswoman. She has truly just cracked all the glass ceilings that there could be. It's true. And she has kept herself relevant and going and transitioning into new business endeavors literally since the 60s when she started on Wall Street even. And it's really impressive. It is impressive. At 80 years old. Her Instagram, I I am actually going to follow her right now. Um, But really interesting, great content. Truly though. Um yeah, I had a fun time researching her because I didn't know any of this. Didn't know she was a um, first self-made billionaire. Didn't know about the prison stuff. Didn't know about her response to prisons in general. Um, so yeah, I had, a, I had a great time. I had a great time listening. Oh, good, good. Love her. She's a sweet little angel, even though she might not be so sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's her girl Martha it's for Like a you. Sour Patch Kid. Yeah. Just like your Bitcoin baby is called to you. Exactly. First they're sour and then they're sweet. I'm a Sour Patch Kid, guys. That's right. But yeah, pick up her wine. Um, look into her like CBD. Like, I think it's fascinating to look at all the products she has. It yeah, really is. I will. Like, is, was she like the first Kris Jenner, you could say, without the children? I think you could say that. Well, sure. Cool. Look at that. Look at these business women working, working, working. Working. And you know, do not, um, you know, when you think you don't like a Chardonnay, try Martha's. And that is the that lesson. That should be the catchphrase wow. for the rhyme. And that is the lesson in all of this. That is true. Oh, cheers to you, Martha. Cheers to Martha. Cheers to you, Tess. Mm. Mm-hmm. And cheers to you. 
Gorgeous. <sighs> we will be back obviously next next Monday with a brand new episode. What's your just real quick like favorite like finger food catering thing? <gasps> Savory and sweet. I think I've got mine like ready What's to go. What's yours? Picks in a blanket. Oh fuck. <laughs> I love picks in a blanket. I do too. So much. Oh my god. And sweet like finger foods, lemon bars. Oh, that's, those are real, that's really good. That's thank really you, good. thank you, thank you. I love like a fancy deviled egg. Oh, same. With, like some bacon. Oh, yum. Paprika. And then I love like a little mini, um, well, I love a macaroon. Oh, macaron. Macaron. And I love like a little mini pie when they have, yes. you know, like something a like that, thing. like a tart. Yeah. Oh, yum. Also love like a savory quiche. I had a quiche this morning. Did you? Said, From where? Great catering. Mouse kitchen, I guess what it's called every time. I'll be goddamn. <laughs> yeah. I had fucking yogurt and some like maybe moldy berries. Yeah. Questionable. We'll see. Building up the immune system. That's true. Got to build up for Vegas. That's right. Claire and I have to Vegas, y'all, tomorrow. That's right. Pray for our livers. Pray for us in every way you can. In every way you can. We will need it. So. We will. So. Anyways. Oh, but thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We love you, Rammies. Always let us know feedback. That's right. Uh, thoughts for the next episode. Sign up for our newsletter. Um, DM us on Instagram at Right Answers Mostly if you want to be signed up for our newsletter that goes out every Thursday. We also have a Facebook page if you want to search Facebook Right Answers Mostly. And, you know, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star and a review and subscribe. Please do. We know that some of you have not given us reviews. <laughs> And you could. And you could. And we really are asking you to do it. We really want you to. It it will help our rating so much. That will. That will. And we love you. Love you, everyone. So much. XOXO. Right answers mostly.